What are you doing there, 3PO? Taking one last look, sir, at my friends. Hi there, movie fans. Welcome to the latest, the one of the most anticipated episodes of Jason and Josh Fight About the Movies. We have to be talking about, uh, clearly, you know, next to Avengers, the biggest movie that people are anticipating this year, uh, the, the final Star Wars film, Star Wars 9, Rise of Skywalker. Is it the final Star Wars film? <laughs> uh, there, there, folks, I just want you to know there will be no spoilers in this conversation between Josh and I other than stuff that is obviously in trailers um, that you should already know. Or is in the first sentence of The Crawl. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> so, Josh, I'll leave it to you as I always do. Go ahead and tell folks a little bit about what the movie is about. I was dreading this part because <laughs> I don't know if I can still tell you. Um... The first hour is nothing but exposition about finding magical doohickeys to help further the plot that has nothing to do with the other two films we've already seen. You are correct so far. I'm nodding. (laughs) Except for on the margins. And then after the first hour... um, It's just kind of big battle sort of stuff. Yeah, various characters reunite in various pairings to shoot laser things and in the end either the good guys or the bad guys win who knows Ooh, yeah. who will win yes yeah, like, but all sarcasm aside like there's it's it's a plotless film yeah so uh, even though we talk about exposition um and there is a lot of exposition uh, i felt one of the biggest problems with the film is that the story itself makes no sense as you said it's a lot of ooh we need this or that to accomplish this or that thing that the audience doesn't really understand why you're accomplishing it anyway. But the really annoying thing is whatever this or that that we need will magically appear in front of us in the next three to five minutes. It, it's it, it's offensive from a storytelling standpoint. It, like, I guess the closest thing I can compare it to is like watching someone else play a video game for two hours. Ooh, I like that. That's good. Because like you have no investment <laughs> because like the the thing that you're watching hasn't given you a reason to invest which is a a horrible thing to say about like a 40 year old franchise (laughs) that you know any sort of connections that we had to the old one it feels like this movie just severs them for good because you know granted i'm going to foreground this with i have never ever been a die hard star wars person and i'll I'll say that i am and you know like i don't think i watched the original trilogy till i was in high school you know so i watched it in theaters (laughs) i'm older (laughs) so i liked them i big you know like i saw the the re-releases i saw the prequels i saw the new ones there's nothing about this film that makes me feel like i i need to continue (laughs) If that makes sense, because yes, they wrap up the, everything. They, yeah, they do, but but in a way that makes you go, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. So, uh, um, and we've wrestled. Oh, is this a spoiler? Should we do this? And I'm I'm just going to go ahead and go there. Um, I thought the film was a disaster, literally from the opening crawl, and uh, I don't think anything in the opening crawl, anything that is absolutely in the The trailers is a spoiler. So, folks. That being said, like, if you are, if you, if you're super spoiler phobic, I don't know why you're listening to this anyway. But But if, if not, like, I don't know, like, fast forward like two minutes or something. Yeah. So, (laughs) so 
the opening crawl literally starts out with the words that Palpatine is alive. And the film, so the film does not bother to explain how Palpatine's alive or what it means or anything like that. It's just like we're dropped into a story where this character, who was a huge character in earlier films, but who died. Dead. Like, got gone. dropped off the equivalent of, a, like, a space skyscraper. Yeah, and <laughs> fell into a nuclear reactor. We're just presented with, he's alive. And and to me, that's so emblematic of the problems that this film has from a plotting standpoint, from a story standpoint. J.J. Abrams does not know how to, how to end things. And he went, okay, I need Palpatine. So he's just going to be here. And, and, and that kind of feeling happens again and again throughout the movie. Oh, we need this thing. It's just going to be here. And I'm not going to explain how or why or what it does or where it came from. It's just here. And it's frustrating, incredibly frustrating to watch that. We do get 25 minutes of exposition about glowing magical triangles. <laughs> so like, it's it was very crucial to J.J. Abrams that we know about the glowing triangles, but the fact that Palpatine's back is just like, sure, that works. And so... I kept waiting for another shoe to drop with Palpatine. Yeah. And, like, again, fast forward, if you can consider this a spoiler, I don't. But, it, you know, I kept waiting for, like, oh, it's actually, it's like, no, no, Palpatine. Yeah. Yeah, it's just Palpatine. I buried my head in my hands multiple times during this film. Except for the time. Right. Well, I was just going to say, there's... The most emotional moment in the film. I mean, I'm not going to give away what happens, right, right. but you'll know when you see it. There is a moment at the very toward the very end that is an incredibly emotional moment. Uh, the, uh, literally, uh, you could argue that everything that has happened in the this trilogy, Two and three quarters film, yes, is, is yeah. leading up to this moment, and it happens. And rather than crying, or rather than being like emotionally invested in it. At least half the theater burst out laughing, and I was one of them. I laughed laughed very hard. As the outsider, <laughs> it wasn't half the theater as much as Jason really loudly. <laughs> I'm not bl- like I'm not blaming you. I'm not saying that was poor form. It was warranted. It's uh, th- that was my biggest frustration. Is like from a plotting stand, like from an action standpoint, from a set piece standpoint, from a visual effect standpoint, from a score standpoint. Sure, they spent money on that standpoint. Stuff, yeah. Everything is fantastic, but it's hanging on no story. So all of these emotional beats that have been building for three or in some cases nine films, they just fall completely flat. They, you know, there's there's a host of cameos, there's a host of like other things that should make you laugh or move you to tears or make you cheer and I like there's, and I, there's no cheering in yeah, this movie I'm easy I'm a pushover like it well with our fellow critics I tend to keep up with the reviews after I write mine and I'm, I'm pretty easy and like I just kind of sat there with my arms crossed it was it was a bummer I mean think about there there's in the new trilogy, in the, the latest three films, there have been a number of moments where the audience, everybody burst out in cheers. And there's really, I, I can think of one little minor one in this one, mm-hmm. um, again, toward the end. But it's, it wasn't anything like like Luke brushing the off, off his shoulder at, at the end of Last Jedi. Since you brought up Last Jedi... <laughs> <laughs> um, the those of you who took to the internet to voice your displeasure with the last jedi are 
are going to have a ball with this film. Disney apparently did not like the fact that they tried to tell, like, a new original story, and that was met with controversy. So instead, they just hit reverse. Instead, we get nothing but fan service. Yeah, it's the what I and I was in in the crowd that loved Last Jedi. So take that as you will. I liked that the the theme of that film was Ryan Johnson saying like, "Hey guys, yeah, nostalgia is great. I love thinking back to when I was a kid. But like, if that's where you live, it." keeps you from doing new things. It keeps you from moving forward. Um, I think some people didn't like that. <laughs> and so instead, they went back to J.J. Abrams, who is the king of nostalgia, and just said, okay, well, here's just two and a half hours of pure fan service. All of the theories that you were speculating about, here's some of those. Even if they're not true, we'll wink at them for you. Um, yeah. Hey, do you remember one of your biggest gripes about A New Hope? We're going to have a joke about that. Like, it's, it does nothing new. And it's like it feels weird to be almost relieved that we're going to be getting a Star Wars break for a while. Yeah, no, no. But I'm I, glad we are. I don't know where it this— It needs something creative. They need— yeah. I don't know where the story could go, and I don't mean that in a good way. It feel, This is a movie that does nothing but spin its wheels. Well, and, and, and considering it's supposed to be some kind of fin- finality and wrapping everything up, it's not satisfying. It's, it's crazy. It's the opposite of that. It's crazy to me that in the same year, the same studio essentially had two... TV series finales, right. right? Disney did Endgame and Disney did Rise of Skywalker. And those are like textbook examples of how to end a story and not end a story. Like everything that Avengers Endgame got right, even the fan service. Yeah. Like yeah. the fan service was in support in of a story. In service of the story, yes. As opposed to, oh, well, instead of a story, here's some fan service. And so it's, yeah, it's just, you know, I don't want to keep, I don't want to beat a dead horse. It was, I mean, we're, it was we're killing really it. frustrating. We're killing it, yeah. Yeah. I, I, look, and, and the bottom line is, no matter what we say, people are still going to go it's see gonna it. It's going to make $2 billion. It'll it's, make billions yeah. and billions. It'll be one of the five or ten biggest films of all time. It won't be number one because um, it's not good enough. It won't do enough repeat business. I'm I'm, cur- I'm genuinely curious how word of mouth is going to be because yeah, we're the critics with a movie like this. I'll be the first to tell you we don't matter. You know, like right. you know, I can I can fight and say yes, but we're blah, blah. no nobody cares what we think about a Star Wars movie. Um, well, but uh, the one thing I will say, and uh, this is the service that I feel we are providing at this moment. Um, <laughs> we're, we're relevant. Are, we're relevant. <laughs> we are lowering expectations. I want people to understand that they're getting into a film that's going to struggle from a plot standpoint a lot. And they're getting into a film that's going to have a lot of fan service that doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense. And maybe if you go in with that sort of level of expectation, um, to some extent, you know, I'm getting a film that's on level with the three prequels. Because um, I don't. I mean, do you think it's a lot better than the prequels? I think it's about. I th- I it's think, like re, it's like the third of them. I um, think I'm gonna need Revenge some of the Sith. time to to process it because right now I'm running on like emotions and, a, and yeah. anger, <laughs> and so like I think once the dust settles a little bit, the, the I'm curious about the rankings. It's it's I will say unquestionably it's the weakest of the new three. Oh yeah, yeah. Like no no question. That's not even a close call. No, and I'm and I wasn't even a huge fan of the Force Awakens. Um here you go. Like Force Awakens was a remake of A New Hope. <laughs> yeah. This is just a pure remake of Jedi. 
Uh, I don't as, know. As far as like, close... I don't. This is not as good as Jedi. Well, I was going to say as far I, as, and I don't. Lo- I'm not a, someone who loves Jedi. Well, that's what I was going to say is like in terms of closing out a trilogy with with a whimper. I feel like Jedi does that. <laughs> and, okay. You know, because Jedi is the weakest of the the three um, originals. Right. True. This is by far the weakest of the three new ones. Right. And so it just it, it's just a bummer that it goes out on its worst foot. So so there's there's no reason for us to continue talking about it. Like I said, hopefully we've lowered your expectations a bit. <laughs> And maybe that helps you to to enjoy it a bit a bit more than than we did. I'm not sad that I saw it. Well, maybe I guess I'm kind of sad. <laughs> I'm sad that Star Wars, something I I love so much, ended so poorly. But um, but I'm not I'm not sad that I saw the movie because I wanted to see the ending. Um, and I'm I'm frustrated by the ending. But uh, the bottom line is yeah, go, yeah. yeah I was just uh, yeah like we said we're going around in circles but like we we just walked out of the theater roughly 15 minutes ago and I, I'm literally having trouble remembering how it ended <laughs> lucky you <laughs> like I was just yeah it's, yeah that's where we are <laughs> so that's going to do it for us on this highly anticipated edition of Jason and Josh fight about the movies uh, we didn't fight because we both were very, very frustrated and very disappointed in The Rise of Skywalker. Um, I hope you like it more than we did because it's an important film for, for movie fans, for Star Trek fans. Uh, for, sorry, for Star Wars fans, I should say. For jo- <laughs> He did both. What does it matter? <laughs> yeah, J.J. Sort of, his, his Star Trek films are way better than this. <laughs> um, so for Josh Sewell, I'm Jason Evans. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you at the movies. Confronting fear is the destiny of a Jedi. destiny.